most people are not willing to go down to go back up. But the people that are really scared and are still doing it, mm-hmm. they're the most brave people. You can learn so much from unfairs. Big bucks, big fucks, right? But we have to realize that our level is not fucking normal. Like, it is obscene. Welcome to Not Another Business Podcast. Okay, so for those of you that are tuning into this podcast for the first time, I'm really struggling to do this introduction. <laughs> so I'm just going to refuse to do it. There's something about me and my career that just manages to do things the wrong way around again and again. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. So here it is. I am here with Norman Bolton. Sweetheart, you are on my first ever podcast. I know, I'm so excited. And... um I don't know how to do this. I've never done this. We've never done this, especially what we're going to do today. We've definitely never done. It's it's between nerve wracking and comfortable for me um, where we're going to go with this podcast today. So basically, Norman has been working for me for six years. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) And in that six years, we have been through up and down, round and back and upside down. We have gone through so much growth and we thought we'd do something very daring today. We have never had this conversation in this way before, but what we want to do is basically go through any miscommunication that we've had over the last six years. I feel like I could have laughed so much and we're going to pull it apart in the hopes and the, the reason why we're doing this is that, you know, there's some of you that's going to be listening that as a boss and there's some of you you're going to be listening that's an employee or self-employed and I want you to help recognize things that have already happened maybe things that you've already done um things that you might currently be doing and maybe hopefully some of these things might prepare you for situations that come up in the future we're going to be really honest aren't we yeah so I'm like raring to (laughs) go I was actually thinking last night I just think we are in the best place possible right now because we have done so much growth and I think this conversation And the conversations we're having recently are kind of just more removing ego, Mm. which I think has been really helpful. And I think we're in our best place now. And I think we are really trustworthy of each other. Yeah. So to give you a little bit of background, um, Norman started with me when he was 19. You were talking about being in that... Pubescent, what, what's that word? Pubescent stage? Pu- I don't know. I don't know what word you just know. used. Pre-puberty. No, it's not pre, it's post puberty stage. But anyway, you know, 19, young. Um, and also, I took on my first business with no management experience whatsoever um, at 27. <clears throat> and then within a couple of years, threw a baby in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you know what? Let's just dive into it. Do you have any idea where you want to go first with this? Anywhere? No, I don't. I think there's a lot of things that we wanted to discuss. We could just kind of go from the start if you wanted to, or we can just go yeah. through the things that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, okay. So, because um... there's, there's six years worth of content to get through here. <laughs> to get through so, this I suppose we have had ups and downs. Yeah. We've been going through a couple of anecdotes recently as well, right? Do you know what? Let's just start with a fun one. Yeah. Do you remember when you used to wear fake tan? <laughs> right. I, I was thinking of this last night, actually. So, I actually, for a bit of context for anyone who's listening, I won most orange boy in my high school. <laughs> like, you know, at your cheesy leavers assembly, yeah. that was my certificate. So I very much took that role and ran with it. Right. <laughs> Into my early stages of my career. And you know what? I just, I didn't, I just had this really patchy, awful, muddy fake tan on. And it was all over my arms and it was all over my hands. And I came into this gorgeous salon and 
How about you take it away from here? Well, do you know what's really difficult? Because um, some of you might know a bit about my business, some some of you might not. But the whole point of the company was supposed to be this no judgment environment, right? Okay. So let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we don't like judge. Uh, uh, mainly, it was about the clients, but of course, it's the team. Um, and then, what do you do as a boss? Right? And I'm sure lots of people okay. can relate I to this. About what this. do you do as a boss when? Essentially, you want to provide this environment where people can be expressive and they can be themselves. We're not in Claridge's. This is not the Ritz. Do you know what I mean? You can wear piercings and tattoos and you can look individual, whatever. But then if you've got someone that has badly implied... Tan, and I want like patchy. This isn't like bad. It's like patches, <laughs> orange here and there. I remember I had little bits in my ears once, and you came up to me. Oh, I did. Little mumlick. Oh, yeah. did I? A little mumlick. Oh no. Okay, just to clarify, for those only on audio. I didn't just lick him. I, I apparently, according to you, that I might have <laughs> give it a little rub. So yeah. So I guess from my perspective, Norman is like how difficult that is. Forget about the no judgment policy. Just for any business yeah. owner, when they've got someone that maybe isn't representing, but the way that the world is working now is that we want people to be themselves. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're on both sides of it. On reflection, oh. as an employee, because you're definitely upset with me at times, as though maybe I wasn't accepting you, or especially because I don't like fake town and you and like you and some of the team members did. So tell me. My experience of yeah. this is you telling me once or twice, like, hey, like, let's sharpen this look up a little bit, like even when it was in my hair or something like that. And I, I specifically remember you actually pulling me into the office one day and you said, if you ever come into town like that again, I'm gonna send you home. Are we you like what was your impression of me when I was saying that? Shit. Like, <laughs> sorry, I tried to think it's okay, you can swear, you can Um I suppose we're gonna talk about being scared of your boss, right? And yeah. I suppose a few months in into your new job, yeah, like dream job, not yeah. another salon for me. Yeah. Um, and then being told by your boss again if you come in with like yeah. that, if you come in looking like that again, then I'm gonna send you home. But is there um, a bit of you that's like, fuck you, I like this? Oh, I suppose I was so under that spell, that bubble. I just wanted to, like, just have an easy start into it. Like, I suppose it was more of a security for, for me, thing for me, <laughs> to that extent. But was it crushing your confidence for someone to be telling you, you don't look good? Like, yeah. from someone that you admire, someone ahead of you? Yes, but I've also come, like, four years experience, four years salon experience beforehand. So I kind of, and like a West End salon. So I knew how the kind of, what an aesthetic meant to a certain brand. Mm. So I was willing to learn, but yeah, obviously, put down the tan after all the, most orange boy had to put the tan down. <laughs> I mean, I still find that really difficult, like, just being a boss in general, like... I don't know if someone's, it's bizarre because we're such this wild company where it's all free and fun. Yeah. But if someone's shoes are not clean, I'm like, yes. I feel like, am I still like, am I like my mom? Am I like my dad? My nan? old salon actually had a poster in the staff room <laughs> with the same pair of white shoes. One was dirty and one was clean and they had a tick next to it and a cross next to it. So that was just setting, I suppose, the standard. Yeah. My boss taught me that like, it doesn't really matter what you do. You just have to do it really well. Mm-hmm. So I remember there being like, you've probably told you this before, because basically there are no stories that Norman doesn't know that I tell. <laughs> it's like being in a marriage where Sometimes it's like, I come out with them uh, and they're like, how do you know that? Story number 64, Sophia. Yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> but my, um, yeah, my, my ex boss that we were in a salon that wasn't particularly like expressive in, in clothing and stuff like that. And there was one girl and she was really punky and she had all piercings on her and, but they were like really, 
really septic. They were fucking disgusting. And uh, she she was quite scruffy with the way she dressed and stuff. I mean, she's a really great, great girl, but mm. she wasn't representing, right? And I remember basically my boss asking me to help me with her. And I thought she was going to get me to rip her apart and tell her, you know, she's got to smarten up for, you know, the West mm-hmm. End of London. Bear in mind, if anyone's listening, they don't know, we're hairdressers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she didn't do that, my boss. She actually said, if you're going to do it, do it properly. And she gave her a budget and gave her some money oh. to go out shopping and said, if you want to be more, I don't know what the word was at the time, but like more punky or grungy or whatever she was, like, can you do this well? Yeah. So that people go, wow, you've really mm-hmm. done it well. So, um, but what is well is obviously up to interpretation, isn't it? That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on from that then. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about being scared of your boss? Is that all you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I think so many people can relate to this. Like I was fired from my first job for accidentally setting off a bomb alarm. <laughs> and that, <laughs> there you were. Yeah, that I didn't even tell you that in my interview, which most of the people asked me, how come she left that job? So I, as soon as you did ask me, I was like, yeah. I'm in. And then you asked me a few weeks in, how come she left? And I was like, oh, funny story. Um, and I suppose, first of all, I probably had PTSD from that actual experience because it was quite traumatizing for me. All jokes aside, setting off bombs, like that whole gross misconduct. Do you want to just do it really briefly? Because I feel like people are going to listen and they're going to go, I just don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> okay. We didn't intend to say yeah. this story, but when just I was briefly. 17, listen up, folks, because <laughs> I said this story. Do you know this is the story to my life? When I was 17, I was working in a salon that was in a huge bank and it was inside of a salon. It was like seven floors high and it had all the major, major banks in the super fancy business district of London. And one day I went to take the bins out and I said to the lady on reception, can I have the loading bay pass? And she gave it to me and I went on a walkie talkie and no one was listening to me. And I know all of them had the walkie talkie. So I made up some code in my head. Which actually turned out to be... Um, to be the code that is one. the bomb code. Mm-hmm. And then you just made it up and it happened to be the bomb Kaboom. code. Yeah. So the bomb squad came or... The... Oh, they evacuated the whole of um, <laughs> Bishop's Gate. Sorry, guys. And um, it was just a really tragic story. So you feel like you got some kind of fear of authority of from that fired, anyway. Yeah. Of being fired. Yes, Yeah, because you used to come in my office all the time and be like, don't fire me, don't well, fire me. Well, when you would say, can I talk to you? And I'd be like, oh, is this, is it over? Is this it? <laughs> is this it? I'm over that now. I'm yeah. so glad I've done the healing on that. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was terrified of being fired for years. That is quite individual for me though. Yeah, okay. Because I was got the chop brutally, in yeah. my opinion. So let's talk about being scared of your boss. What, yes. do, you want, what do you want to say on behalf of that then? <laughs> Like, we're going to, I suppose we're going to talk about this in a bit, but what is that line of being so scared or being too scared to ask for what your needs are, you know? Because I think a lot of our frustration and our lack of communication with each other has been a scared, well, scared from my perspective of actually telling you how you truly feel because you are my boss and you believe in a hierarchy, right? Mm. You're the boss, I'm an employee and I don't want to piss you off. Mm -hmm. Um, So... What is that level of being scared of you? Now I've pushed past that because I know what I want from you and mm-hmm. from your business. So I'm not scared to to have more of a frank conversation. I would have saved myself a hell of a lot more time, like um, energy if I just spoke to you a little bit more about how I felt. Yeah, it's funny that we don't do that. I've not done it as well like in previous employment and stuff. On the, on the boss side, um, there's quite a few times where I've found out how someone feels about something and I have been like, like blown away. Like I had no fucking idea. Like, oh, ignorance is so bliss. I've been so ignorant at times. And then it's like when that bomb drops, 
it's not the, it's not what that person feels or what that person says. It's knowing that that's been the thought for six months. That has to be yeah, the most the festering, the festering of going. Oh my god! All those little, little chats we've had and all those little passing. How are you? Are you good? And, and, and check-ins and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then to find out actually for six months that person hasn't been good and we haven't been saying. Yeah. Although I must say on the on the employer side. It is our responsibility to make sure that we're making that environment safe. And if people are not saying it, there has to be something that we're doing on our side that means that that person doesn't feel safe to say it. So that's a lot of soul searching that I've had to do to try and work out why someone wouldn't be saying something that they they think. And I think often that is because, yeah, often I think it's because people don't believe something will change. So there's no point in saying it. Mm. Not all the time. What would you say on that? So this is me interrupting this broadcast from me uh, to tell you all about my Not Another Business course next year. I'm going on tour. I am going across England, Ireland and Scotland. And this is... This is my life's work, guys. This is everything I can give you in a single day. It's not... It's not going to be like anything you've had before. It's not anything you've been on before. Of course, it's called not another. I know that so many of you are knackered. You are running around between your children, your businesses. You're not quite sure what you're doing, but somehow you're pulling it half off. And you know what? I just don't want you to feel like that anymore. The winging it gets tiring. This course is going to stop you winging it in 2023. I want you to be there with me. I want you to cry with me. I want you to laugh with me. And if you can't be with me in person, we've also got this online. Click the link below. Be with me next year. Let's do this journey together. I suppose how long it goes on for, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I've never really thought of it that way, you know, how long you leave things talking about. We are going to talk about happier things, but one of the things we were talking about yesterday is a situation. I actually thought of another one as well when I was a kid, but I feel like this isn't me attacking your way of bossing back then because this is just me going over the stories, okay? okay? That's all right, do it. this is, like, this is just from a place of my experience, okay? Yeah, I don't know what he's about to say, by the way. (laughs) Go on. So a situation happened a few years ago and there was a negative energy in the salon and all the team were talking with each other and creating we were just kind of bringing the morale down ourselves but things weren't changing and there wasn't enough honesty there wasn't enough honesty there was this bullshit to you because it was like hey what's going on and everyone was like oh it's all really good or never really truly actually saying hey here are the things that are not very pleasant yeah here's what we're not happy with here's the pain points because you don't want to upset you yeah. or have the impression that you're not going to like what we have to say. Yeah. You know? So there was there was a cloud and it was raining on us. Yeah. And you had come to... Oh, God, here we go. So, oh, Let's memory lane. Yeah. It's healing, isn't it? And I yeah. know that this is a good conversation to have. Yeah. There's a good purpose for this because it's going to help inspire others. Um, so... Someone had come to me and we were having a deep chat and she said, hey, this is why I'm having an unhappy man. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm hearing you. Um, and 
she had said a specific quote to me. Shall we say it? Or particular. It's about the, the trains. I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, say the train. Say the, the train. train. I don't think it matters. I think you can say it. So the quote is, Sophia's always said that we are on this train, this metaphoric train. She loves this kind of guy. That's tough, guys. This is true Sophia, like, bossing. Yeah. And we're all on this train together. And some people are at the back of the train catching a tan. Mm. And some of them are really putting Pushing the graft it. in at the front. And Do you know where that came from, just to start it? It changed several times. The, the, the reason Chinese that... Chinese whispers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, what it first started was, I'm, a tra- I'm, on, I'm on a train to success. Okay. Do you want to jump on the train and come with me? Right? Oh, really? That's how That's it started. That's a different train yeah. to what I've ridden. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And then what happened is, after a while I noticed that there were some people especially in the use of social media some people that were really using social media so much to gain us new clients Mm -hmm. and other people that were not putting that effort in but that were getting all the rewards and I noticed that some people were getting the rewards on the on the hard work of the other people there was quite a divide so I had said that's what it turned into this we're on this train to success we're all pushing the train together, but there are a few of you sunbathing on the top. And I, and I don't think that's fair. I think okay. we all need to chip in. So carry on your story. Yeah. And that's the train. That's, that's the, the train, train I was riding. Yeah, what I yeah, was told was yeah. that. And I'm sorry to tell you this. No, no. Was, um, we are all riding this train and Sophia's chilling at the back. Yeah, so that's and what it turned into. Yeah, it's yeah. like we are all doing all the work and you're kind of taking the um, the gratification for it, I think is the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, go on. So she said this to me and then like 20-year-old me who wants to fix the salon and put it back to rights, you had come to me and you had said, hey, like what's going on? Mm. Like I I just, just open up to me, tell me what is the situation? I'm not dumb. I can sense the energy change. Or maybe you didn't say that. No, no, no. I I can feel it. I can feel feel it. Something's up. You just need to tell me, man, because no one's doing this. And I said, okay. So X said to me that we're on a train and you're standing on top of it. And yeah, these are the problems that are going on. And I just thought, my thought process was, hey, if I actually open up and (sighs) snake on this girl, that's my truth. I'm sorry. That's what I felt like I was doing this girl a little bit dirty to... For the greater good, okay. you know, because you did not know what yeah. what the feelings were. So nothing was going to change. Nothing was going to change. Was gonna change. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't know what was going if on, if you didn't know what was going on, so yeah. here is here is someone's truth. Here's my truth. I told yeah. you how I was feeling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you had then gone to X person and mm. said, "Hey," without specifically saying my name, but had gone. I've heard that you say this thing about the train and me riding at the back of it and everyone else is pushing it. Yeah. And then, wow, what a blow. Yeah, for you. Yeah, that because girl came then you're to dropped me. in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the thick of it, man. Yeah. I thought we were all a team, this kind of thing. And it really just built up this. Um, I don't know. I was the salon snake, I suppose. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I'm only saying, I suppose, because that makes it more comfortable for me to say it out loud. But yeah, I'd done a girl dirty. She found out. She, yeah. You quoted me. Yeah. Um, and I came back to you and I said it was right before someone's test. Here's what we're going to talk about, guys, is emailing a boss for things you want to say before. Because I, it was a, before one of our stylist um, graduation tests, five minutes before, I think you just had your baby. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something, just a stressful time. And I just pulled you outside and I just said, hey, I'm not happy. Yeah with what you have said and like passed on this information knowing me yeah and um you were flustered and you Mm. were like oh wow 
well, what am I supposed to do if I don't say what you've told me? How am I supposed to How can to I move forward? Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, and that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm glad you told it from your perspective. I can, I feel a bit shaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Um, this is such a good conversation. Do you know what? I just, I'm just so glad we are where we are now because I think we can have more open, more frank conversations with each mm. other about how we're feeling. Yeah. And this is how to have conversations with your boss. This is how to do it, people. This is how to have conversations <laughs> with your boss. Um, but this was a situation back then. So what do you think of that now? With your eyes that you have now and the head that you have now? Yeah, well, um, I think what you were describing then probably happened to me a few times, actually. Um, yours is probably more memorable. But I remember getting in this situation a lot of times as a boss where similarly first thing being in the dark mm. and being so frustrated with being in the dark and really wanting to make things better but just feeling like I didn't have the information and then someone coming to me in the office and yours isn't the only example and saying this is this is this but don't say it was me but then yeah, but me. then I'd been given that information well, you didn't even say don't say it but I shouldn't have done what I did um but then I've been given this information and then as a boss you're like how how do I breach that conversation with people without breaching the confidence of the other person, which is something that I really consider now. Like I'm really thoughtful of it. In fact, when someone gives me some information now, I'm like, who have you told? <laughs> do, you, do you want me to speak about this directly? And if anyone's listening, any bosses, like make sure that when people are talking to you about things that you're getting clarity on what they're comfortable with. Mm. Um, that is a big that is the big thing that I have changed with. But I do remember that frustration of of how am I ever supposed for example, someone came to the office once and was said that another team member was being mean to them. So it was very, 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 very early days. Um, so I thought I was doing the right thing. So I brought the other person to the office and I said, Hey, like what's going on with you and so and so? And straight away, obviously so and so has dubbed me in for being mean so then that comes into a clash and then suddenly it's like um you're perpetuating the 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 negativity etc so i guess the 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 learning point right here is exactly what i just said really and to reiterate it is like when that person's coming to you and they're sat in front of you and they're they're talking to you about it what i realized is sometimes not in this case in your case but sometimes they're not even looking for you to make it right sometimes people just want you to listen support and maybe give them some guidance yeah and often they can deal with it by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of times in the early days, I would like wade in like your mum and split up the kids from the fight in the back yeah. garden. But we just didn't need and it. And I didn't need it. Um, ultimately, like, I know that that didn't do very well for you in that moment, Norman, but you made a huge difference to the company and probably to a lot of people's happinesses in the long term. So talking to me was like, probably very difficult for both of us but like the best thing you could have done Mm. not just for your own happiness and mine but for people that were working there too so thank you Mm. I remember we'd done this um (laughs) your cards that you have with all your words on them right right how would you explain that game uh it's just um a list of human feelings like sad and happy and anxious and then it's a list of human needs so um they will have like i have the need for space i have the need for growth i have a need for love i have a need for acceptance and we just use them to um, we've used them over the years to try and work out like how we feel or what we need and one of these cards said trust on them and we were in uh we had a meeting and I just said, this is just the one thing that I'm missing between us. Yeah. And oh my God, I was shaking telling you because mm. I thought I was, 
Well, you probably think I was going to get fired. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. I probably thought I was going to get fired. But yeah, it's just, it was a real like breakthrough moment for me, actually truly expressing how I feel mm. rather than what, telling you what I think you want to hear. Okay. And I think we've had these conversations for years about setting goals. Do you remember we set our goals at the start of the year in our company day mm-hmm. and you say, write what your goals are rather than what you think you want me to hear. No, I've only just started saying okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> so in the early years, again, uh, we, I, did, I love goal setting. That's the kind of company that I want to have. Every single, yeah, every single year we sit and we make mood boards of our goals mm. and stuff. And it took me a few years to notice that people were writing goals of what they thought me yeah yes. you were doing yes. that right so and then if any again any 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 um any employees or employers are listening like watch out that they're they're writing things that you that they think yeah you want to see and similarly in reviews as well i notice it now i said to someone yesterday how do you feel about going in you know going in for the art team thing or whatever we're talking about something creative in our industry something that's going to take a lot of extra time and energy right something yeah have you yeah, like, and um i i I was uh, as opposed to going I think I'm being encouraging I think you'll be great at that yeah. you're amazing you've got potential blah blah I'm giving you a pep talk and, the, and I feel like that person leaves going yeah I could do it but when they sit on it later they go actually I'm not sure that's my dream I think that's Sophia's dream or, or saying on. I want to do all this career stuff all these extra works but I want a work-life balance and the thing is that I would be writing, I want to join this creative team. I want to do this. And actually just thinking that's the only reason I put that down is to make like, to try and give this impression that I really want something, you yeah. know, when actually what I would prefer is more of a balance, a work-life balance, which means you can't do the extra stuff. Right. So are you saying that in you, you were writing those things for me or just for yourself to prove? Well, Probably why, a bit why? of both. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just to prove something. But now, like, one of my goals was to go to the gym three times a week. <laughs> I'm like, that, that, my goals are different to what they were back then. Okay, I got, actually, I have a really big piece of, like, boss advice here. I think, um, like, entrepreneurs, we're, like, obsessive people, right? We're, like, 100 mile an hour. We are, like, often ADHD. We're, like, we're, like, constant, constant people and you know, our businesses are our babies. So we're willing to stay up through the night to breastfeed that baby. You know, we're willing to go that extra mile. And when we have people working for us that aren't working at that level, it's so easy to interpret that as they don't care. But we have to realize that our level is not fucking normal. Like it is obscene. And that is definitely something I've learned that the the pace in which a general business owner wants to work is not the pace that 99% of the public want to work. And it doesn't mean they're lazy. And it doesn't mean that they don't want great things for the company. But our expectation, because the expectation we have on ourselves is just way too big. And uh, that's changed everything. My The way I see my team is a whole different lens mm. to the way I used to see them. I think I, I like... Well, in some respects, do still work at this fast pace that is suitable for my lifestyle and my boundaries now. But I think, um, not I think I'm sure of, is that I'm at a, like a lot more of a relaxed lifestyle now mm-hmm. than what I did a few years ago. And oh my God, what a difference it makes, hey? Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Just being so much healthier in our norm. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about like our growth. How are we better? Because I don't think we've really had any sort of fallout for a couple of years now. I want to say fallout, not... Disagreement, beef, 
tension. Yeah, fallout's probably the wrong word, isn't it? Because we're not like falling out, but yeah, just a negativity. Yeah. We've hardly had anything for a very, very long time. I was thinking of this one the other day. You know, I love an anecdote this time. Yeah, go on, <laughs> Here's go another one. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, I, okay, so I was being difficult. I know I was. I wasn't happy in myself at the time. There was something going on in my personal life and I was just... Um, disruptive behaviours and whatever. Plus working a demanding five days a week job, yeah. you know, and doing extra jobs on top of that as well in order to grow my career. But really that candle, phew, it was burning rapid paces, right? And I was moody. I have a bit of a calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and, don't know if, uh, if the audio picked that up. Just on a bit of a calm down, carry on. Uh, and yeah, just like, just wasn't, just wasn't feeling my best. And yeah. like, we just, we were not gelling. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just wasn't, it wasn't myself and I wasn't happy. And there's things I wasn't happy in work about as well. So this one particular day I came into work and um I don't know where you're going to go. When you take ages out these stories, the suspense. The anxiety is like just fucking get on with it, Norman. 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 Just fucking get yeah. No matter what, that's what you're projecting. However, I yeah. came into the office later that afternoon and I said, hey, is something going on between us? Because you called me a bastard today twice. And you went, actually, yeah, I think you're being really challenging. Yeah. And then we sat in the office and then you said something along the lines of, remember this is years ago, um, I just feel like you're just displaying behaviours like this in team meetings. Yeah. Everything I'm suggesting is yeah. a no from yeah. you. Yeah. Um. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, I actually don't like the way this has been working out and this. And, and it spurred a conversation. Yeah. But that's quite, that's quite a common thing that happens in employment. So rather than talking about it, um, someone will just start sort of displaying behaviours yeah. that are negative. That'll get a negative response from the boss. Mm -hmm. Then there's this weird negative tension, but, but at least one person doesn't know what it's about. And then eventually it kind of explodes and turns into something which can end up being very healthy in the end, but not a healthy bloody lean up, lead up, is <laughs> yeah. it? And I do remember, can I just clarify the bastard thing? Yeah. That's a lot. I don't throw around these words. Okay. Because we, we were in a, like a, 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 not, not, I don't think it was a normal team meeting. I think it was no, like a, it, it was, was a bigger yeah, one. It was yeah, like a, it was, it was like a motivational, yeah, yes. educational morning, motivational morning or something. I think it was a Chris Moody class actually. Was perhaps. it? Yeah. Sure. I, I don't know what it was, but there was like this like <laughs> sassy comment, sassy comment, sassy comment. Yes. And I was, whew, it was like building, building, building. And you know, <laughs> I'm the most nervous, not when I'm on stage in front of 4,000 people. I'm most nervous sometimes just being in front of my team okay. because you see the rawness of me, yeah. you know? And I think you just said a few sassy comments and my interpretation of using that word was to make it playful. Yeah. Oh, you bastard. Yeah. You know, cause I tried, I tried to, Oh, you know, that's, Oh yeah. Whereas my wounded festering self, <laughs> yeah. you know, that is my wounded person who has festering feelings, who mm. is an open up yeah. and has, been triggered yeah very easily remember because this is building as yeah. well if we're not actually conversing and having good um boss employee chats yeah in an open style we need to talk about um is it kind and is it helpful as well okay let me conclude let's conclu let's, let's conclude this what would we what, what what would we do differently i um 
wouldn't have called you a bastard. Let's start it's with okay, that. okay, I forgive Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tried to make a joke out of it. That's what it was. It wasn't like, just so everyone's clear, it wasn't like supposed to be horrible. Yes, yeah, no. I was trying to like go, ah, but to try and laugh it off what I was finding quite awkward. Well, one, I shouldn't do that, right? So what I should have done was suck it up, mm-hmm. realize it isn't great. If there was a boundary that crossed though, Norman, like if it had gone so far that it was completely disruptive, what I should have said is let's all take a break. Maybe pulled you aside and said, hey, like what's going on with you? Especially what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't say, why are you being a bit of a shit up there? What's going on? You know, say, because clearly something's going wrong, going on with you for you to behave like that, right? Yeah, okay. So yeah. the word that I would use now as opposed to what's, what's going on with your behavior up there mm-hmm. would be, are you okay? Because I'm just feeling something that's not right this morning. Then with hope that you would say, actually, no, I'm a bit unhappy. And I'll say, right, let's put a pin on this. Let's talk about this at the end of the day. Let's write an email. Yeah, let's pop it, yeah. pop it in an email. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, but that's what I would do differently now. If it was just low end, I'd probably let it go and then still have a chat with you later. But the big thing I wouldn't do, and I used to do this a lot again, I wouldn't text you at the end of the day and say, hey, do you want to meet at 8.30 tomorrow morning for a chat? And then you shit yourself all night, which will give you more anxiety, which will make you even more Mm -hmm. upset about me. Is that that right? Of course, absolutely. Like, hey, can I see you at the office after work, please? It's like, I'm going to get fired. And what advice would you give from the employee's perspective in that situation when you're feeling quite triggered in meetings or... Do you know what? I actually think when you were talking about how you were just... It was your lighthearted way of, like, ignoring sassy humour, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking, wow, like, you say this is a boss and an employee relationship, but this is also two humans, Mm -hmm. you know, having a negative impact on each other. Mm -hmm. So I suppose my advice would be is... It's just not to let it fester for as long as you can, you know. And here's the thing. It's so easy for me to say, oh, I'll just talk about it, you know. Actually, it's uh, it depends on how long you let it go on for as well. Because that, like, that extends the severity of it. Mm. Like, if there's things that you're unhappy with or vice versa, if you thought I was challenging, you should have said it to me, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're getting out of this? Yeah, just, um, I guess, your your side is don't let it fester because it's going to come out in the wrong places. Yes. Mm. And my side is, you know, learn to control those yeah. hard moments, mm. which we get better at. Yeah. But you wanted to talk, touch on the whole like, um, oh, is it nice or is it helpful? Okay, yeah. so... We love this, I don't we? I would to lead into this. It's okay. about speaking your truth, okay? Yeah. Which is something that has been around forever, but... I suppose people are more educated about the idea of what actually is your truth and what that means to you. Yeah. But you want me to start with that? Yeah, sure. Like, okay, well, so no, we no, start. No, no, it's actually good. You want me to start? I can. You can start, but here's me. Here's the anecdote. Uh, here's the anecdote. So from Norman and many of my team not really talking to me about things and me not understanding what was going on, we we broke a seal. We both did, and we can come on to the healing a little bit more, but we've both done a lot of therapy. Yes. We've done a lot of healing. We've done a lot of alternative therapies and a lot of soul searching, a lot of taking personal responsibility, not mm-hmm. just at work, in our own lives. Um, in the past, like, three years. Mm-hmm. That would be in the yeah, past, Yeah, in the like, past, three like, years. three years. And um, once the floodgates had opened mm-hmm. with Norman, where... Uh, um, he wanted to speak his truth. He was no longer going to be kind of held down by this, like not speaking a truth. Mm. And then, whoa, were you speaking your truth for about a year? <laughs> and it was really hard. Um, and 
I preferred it, I must yeah. admit, but it was really difficult. You would you'd say, Sophia, I just want you to know that what you just said then I did not agree with and da, 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 and it was very, Phoom, I'm telling you. And I'd be like, mm, okay, <laughs> um, understood. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and it was difficult. Um, and then you had another wave and it changed again. So maybe I'll kind of bring it over I to you now. I I'm just always having breakthroughs. You you know? are, yeah. I'm always just having a new breakthrough. <laughs> I suppose my new thing now is a oh, new evolving thing because we're always going, right? All those years of work has led to us sitting on a sofa talking about these things now, hey? Yeah. Right? All those years of shit and therapy and crying and learning about ourselves and our triggers, which stem from childhood, um, yep. has led to us having this conversation on the sofa. So the idea of speaking your truth, yes, I can tell my truth when I do this I mean my it belongs to me it does not belong to you yeah. <laughs> like even though I tell you my truth you it's your version you of reality you don't have to believe any of that you yeah. know it belongs to me and once I said it so what it doesn't belong to me anymore right so actually working out is it kind and is it helpful okay because I can speak my truth to her I'll tell her how I really feel <laughs> hey but what good is that gonna do let's say if it's in a team environment right someone's pissing you off mm. um and I want to speak my truth about you. I want to tell you what's going on. Before that, actually working out what is going to be kind. Mm -hmm. And if it's not kind, that's fine. Yeah. But is it helpful? Yeah. Okay. Now, my therapist taught me this. So thanks, Jess. <laughs> um, she also was my therapist for a little, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, if these are the three things, there's one, there's another one I can't remember. But it's, is it kind? Is it true? Excuse me. Is it kind, true or necessary? Right. Here's yeah. the three ones. Yeah. Now, it's a lot easier to um, act on rage because anger is more of an initial response thing, right? Or something that you've allowed to fester. But actually sleeping on things and having a conversation, which comes from these three things. Is it kind, true or helpful? I think you'll have a lot more of a beneficial conversation. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yay! <laughs> Sophia always said to me, she wanted to know what I was going to be like in five years when we first mm. met. Now um, I see you. Now I'm, I'm speaking truthfully, kindly and necessarily. And looking gorgeous and manly oh, and fabulous. An <laughs> um, um, do you know what? We actually have got so much to talk about as well. We've got a full list go of on, notes. Then, we just have so a I just don't at, want to miss the yeah, good stuff. All right, let's see. If, is there anything that you felt really important that you want to cover? So let's end, Norman, yeah. on what we... If we could just hold our little younger selves for a minute. Oh, I love just, him. Oh, we, well, this is a very therapy thing, so isn't it? so much at the minute. Yeah, like loving your inner child or your inner teen yeah. or your inner early mm. 20s self. Like, what would you... What would you be telling that that person? And and I guess we're, with the mindset, we're thinking about any employees that are listening to this as well of like what they what they might be able to learn from that. I suppose on a personal level, rather than me like thinking about mm. me in my job role, mm -hmm. is just don't be so hard on yourself. I wish future me could tell me this right now, right? Because that's mm. a constant theme of my life is just don't be so hard on yourself. On a professional level, I would say, tell my younger self, <laughs> um, if there's something you're unhappy with, you might as well say it because it's fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you, you people can read you like a book. I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And if I'm not happy with something, it projects mm. big time. Yeah, so if there's things that I want from now in the future, or if there's things I want to discuss with you or things that I want out of the business, 
uh, that are going to help me grow, then I'm going to talk about them. And if there's things that maybe I'm not happy with, because this is life, hey, things get in the way and piss you off eventually, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a situation that's going to happen is have a lot more of a open, ego-free, pride-gone-fueled conversation. Amazing. Which is hard and easier said than done, you know, just to sit there and go, mm, pride, pride, <laughs> ego. Mm. But I, I just think, yeah, man, what a, what a pure place to come from. Amazing. I think. What about you? I could go in so many directions. Um, I am. I've, I think one of my strengths is always admitting things I'm shit at. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But I would say I've got a bit of like a savior complex that I've been trying to work on where I think that everyone is my responsibility and that I've probably overstepped, not perhaps with you, but I've definitely overstepped as a boss in um, what is my responsibility with people. I've kind of over-mothered people. Mm -hmm. And then when you over-parent people, they become very... Um, well, you know what you're like with your parents. You, you yeah. hold them to a higher esteem. Yes. And I That's think... That's so funny that you say that, actually, because you do see your parents as the people that keep you alive. Yeah. So when you have that motherly energy, it can... Um... It's like, yeah, you, you cannot let me down. Mm. You are you are, you are, are this role and... and um, you have I think, adapted to that. I think in creative industries, especially, I think um, business owners will put themselves into this kind of motherly role, but I don't think it's healthy for mm. either party. Um, bizarrely, I am actually going to say having a slightly more professional boundaries, especially in industries like hairdressing. Um, and I don't mean boundaries like we can't go and have a drink in the pub. I don't mean boundaries like we can't talk about anything. But ultimately, what my job to do with you is to guide you. I can be your mentor. But what you do with that, that's up to you. And I, I shouldn't get emotional or upset if you don't do it the way I would do it. You know, like a parent's like, oh my God, you know, I gave them all this amazing education at uni and now they're just smoking pot somewhere and whatever, you know, right? Yeah. Parents get pissed off with that. Or just realize that it's your job to do your bit and then they do their bit with it after that. And it's not, it's not your responsibility. And I think I've spent way too much time getting emotional because I care so deeply about emotionally people. Attached. I'm emotionally attached yeah. to these people, but I need to be able to disconnect and be like, Detached. I will, yeah, I will, I will do everything I can on my side. But after that, you're a separate human being and you deserve to have that individuality. And I'm not your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your boss. <laughs> um, darling, this was. I can't uh, imagine in all the podcasts I'm going to do in the future anything will any ever be any better than this one right now. I could never have seen us on this sofa five years ago, six years ago, ever. Oh, here we are. It's weird, isn't it? But like, wow. Thank uh, you for having me. Hopefully uh, this is the first of our new podcast series we should host. And Norman, I am so proud of you. Look at you. Oh, oh. likewise. Well done. Yeah. Mwah. Right, I've got to go back to work now. Yeah, run, run, yeah. run, run, run. Go, go, go. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> well done. Oh, that was amazing.